Welcome to the Choose You Netcast. This is Jim Langlois with the word from Joshua 24, 15. Choose you this day whom you will serve, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. It's my prayer that this netcast will encourage and cheer you on as we join forces to draw the line in the sand, defending our faith and our households in the resurrection power of Jesus. Join me each weekday as we dig deeply into God's amazing word and bring up the rich treasures of his blessings. Are you ready? Choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. I said, choose you this day whom you will serve. But as for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house. Good morning, NetWorld, and thank you for tuning in. We're continuing with our series titled, According to the Pattern. Our text is Exodus chapter 25, verses 8 through 9. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. According to all that I show you, that is, the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furnishings, just so you shall make it. And that was God speaking to Moses. Another title I could give this series is God's Prophetic Pattern. And I find three prophetic patterns within the tabernacle of Moses. I call them the pattern of the way, the pattern of the value, and the pattern of the time. And for the past few days, we've been studying the pattern of the way. It starts at the gate of the tabernacle of Moses. And it represents the narrow gate. For Matthew chapter 7 verses 13 through 14 says, Enter by the narrow gate, for wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And there are many who go in by it, because narrow is the gate and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. But then we see in John chapter 14, verses 5 through 6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes unto the Father except through me. So the pattern of the way is the pattern to the Father. And we're traveling from the gate on the east end of the tabernacle and headed west. We discussed that the narrow gate begins with repentance for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. And that was the message of John the Baptist. And because 2 Corinthians 7.10 says, For godly sorrow produces repentance leading to salvation, not to be regretted, but the sorrow of the world produces death. So this pattern of the way is a pattern of the life of a Christian. We begin with the baptism of repentance that was preached by John, and it brings us to the narrow gate on our journey towards the Lord. And I've been sharing this pattern by a story that Jesus meets us at the gate, and he takes us to the first item in the tabernacle, and that was the brazen altar. And this is where Jesus pays the price for us. In 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. And so Jesus took our sin and died on the cross, or we could say the brazen altar, to pay the price for us. But he rose again from the dead, and he continues to guide us heading to the west. Because at the brazen altar, once our sins have been paid for, we have been baptized into the body of Christ, as 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 13 says. For by one spirit we were all baptized into one body, whether by Jews or Greeks, whether slaves or free, 
and have all been made to drink into one spirit. So the brazen altar is where we are baptized into the body of Christ. We're now new creatures. We're now born again. We're saints of the kingdom of God. As I was saying yesterday, Jesus led us further in the direction of the west, and we come to the brazen laver. The brazen laver is a giant solid brass bowl of water for cleansing. And Ephesians chapter 5 verse 26 says that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of water by the word. And even though Paul was referring to a man and his wife in marriage, we know that this is really a heavenly example of Christ and his church. Jesus wants his church washed in the word of God. I like how Hebrews chapter 10 verse 22 puts it. Let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. The brazen laver represents the third baptism, which is the baptism in water. And the baptism in water is a ceremony of declaration of who we are in Christ. We were first baptized with the baptism of repentance, and that brought us to him. He then paid our sins through his sacrifice and by accepting his gift, he instantly baptized us into the body of Christ, being the second baptism. We became his representatives, new creatures born again, saints of God doing his work and sharing his love. Now he wants us to show the world through a special ceremony who we are, something that would express the death and burial of our sins and also represent our resurrection through Christ by the sacrifice he made in our stead. And as Colossians chapter 2 verses 12 through 13 says, being buried with him in baptism in which you also were raised with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh he has made alive together with him having forgiven you all trespasses. So Jesus continues to guide us west in the tabernacle of Moses and we come to the sanctuary which at first has a door. It's the door to the holy place. This door represents the fourth baptism being the baptism in the Holy Spirit. It's Luke chapter 24, verse 49. Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endued with power from on high. We're about to enter the door to the holy place. It's the next place for our growth and our service to him. It opens into the first room of the sanctuary, which represents the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus is building his church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Well, Peter answered a question from the Lord. The Lord asked him, Who do you say that I am? Peter answered that he was the Christ, the Son of the living God. The rock Jesus was referring to was not Peter, but the truth that Christ was the Messiah, the Son of God, the Savior of the world. As Luke twenty four forty nine says, being endued with power from on high, this word endued is an interesting word. It means to enter into, to put on, or to get into, as in clothes. This is significant. Because in order for the priest to enter the sanctuary door for service, they had to have their priestly garments on. Jesus gave similar instructions to the disciples after he rose from the dead. Even though he had instructed them to go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature, he also said, before you go, wait in Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. 
In other words, he said, go nowhere until you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit, which is the power to enable you to minister. Here's Acts chapter 1, verses 4 through 5 in the Amplified Version. And while being in their company and eating with them, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, of which he said, you have heard me speak. For John baptized with water, but not many days from now you shall be baptized with, placed in, introduced into the Holy Spirit. This is the fourth baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Notice something very important. These disciples had already experienced the baptism of repentance, the baptism that brought them to Christ, and Jesus had already risen from the dead, and they had accepted him as their Savior. They were already born again and baptized into the body of Christ. And they had already been baptized in water as a ceremonial declaration and public display, but they had not yet received the endowment, the infilling, the power for service, the fourth baptism, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 4, and Acts chapter 4 verse 8, they both use the term filled with the Spirit. Therefore, they were not yet filled with the Spirit. Here's Acts chapter 1, verse 8 in the Amplified Version. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. And you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends, the very bounds of the earth. And then Acts chapter 2, verses 38 through 39, also in the Amplified Version, it says, And Peter answered them, Repent! Change your views and purpose to accept the will of God in your inner selves instead of rejecting it, and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness and release from your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise of the Holy Spirit is to and for you and your children, and to and for all that are afar away, even two and four, as many as the Lord our God invites and bids to come to himself. This was not only the beginning of the church, but it is the baptism for service in the church. It is the fourth baptism, the baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire. John the Baptist prophesied it would come. In Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, and this is the Amplified Version, I indeed baptize you in with water because of repentance, that is because of your changing your minds for the better, heartily amending your ways with aberrance of your past sins. But he who is coming after me is mightier than I, whose sandals I am not worthy or fit to take off or carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Some say the baptism into the body of Christ or getting saved and the baptism in water that we celebrate as a ceremony, and the baptism with the Holy Spirit and fire by the Holy Spirit are all one baptism. This is not correct, as we see in Acts chapter 19. And we read from verses 1 through 7. And it happened while Apollos was at Corinth that Paul, having passed through the upper regions, came to Ephesus and finding some disciples. He said to them, Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? So they said to him, We have not so much as heard whether there is a Holy Spirit. And he said to them, Into what then were you baptized? So they said, Into John's baptism. Then Paul said, John indeed baptized with the baptism of repentance, 
saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul laid his hands on them, the Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied. As you can see, these twelve new disciples were already saved, but had not yet received the fourth baptism. Once they were informed, they immediately had Paul lay hands on them to receive the power. The Holy Spirit came upon them, and they spoke with other tongues and prophesied just as it had happened originally in Jerusalem. The important direction to understand is Jesus said, Go nowhere until you be endued with power from on high. Why? We'll listen to his answer in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 in the Amplified Version. But you shall receive power, ability, efficiency, and might when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and unto the ends, the very bounds of the earth. The simple answer is this. The power is necessary to be effective witnesses for him. Well, once again, our time is up. Tune in tomorrow, same time, same channel. I call you blessed. You have been listening to the Choose You Netcast with Jim Langlois. If you have enjoyed this program, you can find out more about Jim Langlois Ministries on the Master's House website at tmhnow.org. That's tmhnow.org. On the media tab, you can listen to many more messages, subscribe to my daily devotional emails, and follow the link to my blog site. If you'd like to write me or become a financial partner with this ministry, my address is The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. That's The Master's House, Post Office Box 1568, Mechanicsville, Virginia, 23116. Online donations can also be made at tmhnow.org, and my email address is pastorjim at tmhnow.org. This is Jim Langlois saying be blessed, you and your whole household. Until next time. Choose you this day, but that's for me and my house, me and my house, me and my house.